Welcome to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Every week, we'll be talking shop with lacrosse goalies, coaches, and special guests. This is the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast. Now your host, Coach Damon Wilson. Ah, uh, yeah! Ladies and gentlemen, goalies from around the world, I'm Coach Damon Wilson, and this is the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast the only show 100% dedicated to the best position in sports. That's the lacrosse goalie. And we got another great guest for you this week. It's Blaze Reardon. Blaze is the newest member of the PLL and is also talented enough with the lacrosse stick, talented enough with the game to play forward, to play offense in the NLL with the Philadelphia Wings. Blaze and I discuss a number of great topics about the position, how he got his start, how he went about training. He's a bigger guy at six foot, over 200 pounds, so we talk a little bit about that. And he shares just a wealth of knowledge when it comes to this position. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with Blaze Rudin. Before we get started with Blaze, I do want to read a quick word from our sponsor, and that is my own online. Lax Goalie Rat Camp. I started learning to play the position of goalie in 1999. And at that time, there was not a lot of materials available online for goalies to learn. And that's exactly why I created the online Lax Goalie Rat Camp. So if you're located in a specific area where there's not a lot of lacrosse, if you have no lacrosse coach, if you're a parent who wants to understand how to work with your kid, you can go through this camp, and with video, I teach you everything you need to know. The technique, the physical training you need to do, the mental training you need to do, the lacrosse IQ that you need to understand to be a leader on the field, everything that you need to know to be an elite lacrosse goalie. This is your plan to train an elite lacrosse goalie. It's called the Online Lax Goalie Rat Camp. And you can check it out at laxgoalierat.com slash goal. It's laxgoalierat.com slash goal. Enjoy the show. Uh, my next guest on the Lax Goalie Rat podcast is Blaze Reardon, ex-Albany goalie, member of the MLL, newest member of the PLL. Blaze, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to hear the story about how you became a goalie. Uh, you know, what, what was it at that young age that really attracted you to, to this position? Yeah. Um, I was kind of actually thrown into the fire, um, as, a as a youth lacrosse player, I can't remember the exact grade. Uh, my father was my coach and I was an offensive player and I actually hit our goalie in the hand with a shot and broke his hand. So, um, being that I was the one that hurt him, my dad made me actually play goalie. And I just remember the first practice, um, I suited up. He had me suited up from head to toe um, with all this gear, and I kept taking it out off throughout the practice, saying I didn't want all these pads. And um, it's something that he said that I would have to finish the year off playing goalie because I was the only one left. And he said his only rule was that I wasn't allowed to cry on the lacrosse field if I took off all these pads and didn't want to wear them. And... Um, my first ever tournament, I got hit with a shot from uh, Virginia grad Greg Koholin, 
and my everyone came to the sideline and my dad was like what what happened who called the timeout and they said that your goalie called the timeout and I called the timeout to run off the field and um cry in the woods so I wouldn't be crying on the field um and since then my dad bought me all my own goalie equipment and I kind of became a goalie since then that's awesome that's a great story um what, was it something that was, uh, was really natural for you, the, the position of goalie? Or was there sort of a big aha moment, maybe like something your dad taught you or, or a camp that, that where things really started to click? Uh, I'm going to be honest that, um, that it, it, everything came natural to me. Um, I always loved playing offense. So during the summer, I really never attended. Uh, back when I was going through the process, we didn't go to summer tournaments and camps to with the sole purpose to get recruited it was more of something that we wanted to do to have fun and be around our teammates so I never really uh, put a lot of effort into uh, learning the goalie position it was just something that kind of came natural and when I had to do it I did it mm-hmm. but um, I was more important honestly on scoring goals and having fun with my friends than actually learning the position yeah well I'm sure all that all that experience in the field really helped you, you know, when it was time to become a goalie, just in terms of developing hands, learning lacrosse IQ, learning the game, all, all that stuff, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it all comes into, uh, that all comes into play. It's just like a quarterback in football. He should know what, uh, what all the other positions are supposed to be doing. And uh, it kind of, you're right, has helped me with my hand explanation, knowing where I would want to shoot if I was in this position, knowing just being inside the heads of uh, an offensive player as a goalie uh, has definitely helped my game. Yeah, absolutely. Every goalie has a little bit of a different style. How, how would you describe uh, your style of goalie play? Um, honestly, I would, as unorthodox, um, everything that I do in, in the goal is exactly what I don't teach the kids that I coach. Um, it's something <laughs> that's worked for me because I've done it for so long. But um, I'm a lefty, which is uh, often unique. Uh, I don't have I I pretty much stand straight up and down, and I keep my stick near my ear, out in front of my face. Those are the really the only three parts of my um, and obviously positioning. I try to walk a four-step arc. I'm not. I haven't mastered it yet, but um, it's just kind of a knack to be in the right spot and rely really a lot on my. Uh, my fast hands and instincts. Yeah. Interesting. What, what are the four step arc? So it, how does that work? Is that like, I've heard of the five where you got like top center, two positions at the 45 and then each one at the pipe. Is there, what, what's the four? Yeah. So um, what I like to do is being a lefty, I always uh, try to cheat. So my, if I, that I leave my stick side open a little bit more than my off stick side, because oh, obviously yeah. it's easier safe. So you have your two pipe positions just like you would on your five-step arc. Yep. And then the other two are just the 45, the 45 spots. But when I'm shaded to my right side where my off, where my off stick would be, I shade to the middle more. So it'd be more – my stick side's more open. So it's unique in that factor. But um, I sit back on my goal line a lot. So um, it kind of something that comes natural to me rather than someone that's taking steps off off his goal line. I'm a bigger body, so I like to yeah. sit back in the net a little more. Yeah. 
how how um how big are you? Just out of curiosity, like height and weight. And yeah, stuff? I'm. Yeah, six foot two twenty five. Yeah, that's a pretty big goalie. Like I'm, I'm a smaller smaller goalie, like Adam Adam Gittleman style. Not not as good as him, but <laughs> that that body type. But for for goalies who are who are bigger, you know, that six foot your your size. What um what tips would you give them for for excelling at this position? Um, so I, I, I'm a firm believer that your size doesn't matter, but, um, if you watched my feet and you saw the quickness of my feet in my hands, you would think that, um, four foot, you know, four <laughs> foot five and weighed a hundred pounds. So it's not necessarily about, uh, what, what, what pops up when you're on a scale or what's not. Um, it's about the work that you put in your feet uh, stuff like that. So I always train, I always trained, I always trained hard. It's just that um, my natural body is not meant to be, to be tiny, but um, it's all panned out for me in the long run. Um, I don't know if you know, but I play in the NLL for the Philadelphia Wings as an offensive player. So um, my size hasn't really affected me in any position, in any level or position in which I've played the game. So it's all about the work that you put in, your footwork, your technique, all that stuff. I wouldn't worry about what the doctor says your height and your weight is. Yeah. Yeah, I did know you play in the NLL. Sorry, I missed that in the intro. It's amazing that, you know, it just goes to show that you've got such strong stick skills, such strong um, general lacrosse IQ and skill in the game that you can be a goalie in the field. Uh, in the field, in the field game, and then an indoor play, or uh, in the play, you know, with a shorty in the indoor game. Yeah, um, it all comes down to to what I was just talking about before. Just put in the time, and um, you know, it, that's what it comes down to. And it's something that I've obviously had to work at over the years. It's not something where I woke up and you know just magically was able to score magically was able to save a cross ball it's all stuff that i got a lot of reps i learned a lot i put a lot of time into it so that's what it comes down to yep absolutely going back to uh to, to goalie specifically what would you say for you is the is your favorite part about being a goalie i'm making the big save i got it on both ends of the spectrum where i could pretend potentially score the big goal or make the big save and 11 times out of 10 I'm telling everyone I would rather make the big save that's one of the big questions that come up um I take a lot of pride in being the only there's only one goalie on the field at once and it's a team sport and you know that but it's there's only one of you you're the last line of defense and um it really uh I take a lot of pride in that and my competitive spirit really Feels a little more when I'm playing goalie and the adrenaline that you get from, you know, getting a hundred mile per hour shot shot at you is, is a different feeling than any other. I think in any sport in general. Yeah. That, that's like one of my favorite elements of the position as well. It's just making that save. I mean, it's, it's a difficult thing to do. And when it all comes together, you know, and you, and you just make a save, it's such a sweet feeling. Yeah, when the odds are, it's not like um, being a hockey goalie or goalie in any other sport. You know, they say making around 50 to 55 to 60% of your saves is is good numbers, which to me shows 
that the odds aren't in your favor at any time. If you look at the size of a lacrosse ball, the size of a lacrosse knot, and then the goalie in it and how mm-hmm. fast they can shoot, it, the mm-hmm. odds aren't in your favor. So when you're making these saves, that you feel like you're taking some something that wasn't given to you. Every save is earned. And that's one thing that I always try to preach when people are like, oh, you let in. That seemed to be like a soft goal you let in. And realistically, you have saves that you should that you should be making that you're that you're expecting to make. But the reality of the reality of it is, every shot that's coming at you is not in the favor to save. Like it's so. I like that aspect of it. Yeah, yeah, me too. Who are some of the the goalies that you learn from, Blaze, and and like what specifically what specific elements of their game um, influenced you? Um, I grew up watching, uh, Brett Queener, uh, old Albany goalie played in MLS. He's from Penny in New York. I'm from Rochester, New York. So about 45 minutes away. And, uh, he was actually the one that, um, showed me that a goalie doesn't have to stay inside of his crease. A goalie can be active, um, chasing a ball to the end line, getting a ground ball out in front of your net is equivalent to making a save. You're getting the ball for your team. That's what it's all about. And I also grew up watching uh, Brian Doherty when he played for the Rochester Nighthawks. And I learned kind of about swagger and confidence and uh, really holding a presence inside that net. Um, The way he communicated, the way his body language was, um, you knew that Brian Doherty was playing in that game. And sometimes you get lost in the game and the goalie position gets lost sometimes and there's just someone in there. But every time Brian Doherty was on the field, you knew that he was, he was out there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. How, um, if a young goalie wants that swagger, how do you recommend going about getting it? Is it, is it a matter of experience being in those big moments, playing that game, playing in those big games? Um, or is there something else? No, it's, it's, Come, it comes from within. Um, it's something that I wouldn't say that you're born with, but it's something that in order to be successful in life in general, you have to have confidence in yourself. If you don't believe in yourself, then, you know, why should anyone else believe in you? When your defenseman bringing into a huddle before the game starts and they're looking in your eyes and you're telling them, let's go here, boys, you know, it's time to go to work. If you don't have confidence in yourself and your own ability, then why should the other three guys standing in front of you? So I think it's something that comes from within. Mm-hmm. And I've learned that the more, the more that I prepare, the more that I better myself, the more confidence that I gain and the more that I know that I'll be ready. So if I'm out and I get four lifts in this week and go shooting three times and get my sprints in and I'm eating healthy, come game time, my confidence is ruined because I know that I did everything in my power to be as ready as I can for this game. Yeah. Yeah. That preparation is a big element for me. It's like if you're going into a test in school and like you've studied your butt off, you're not going to be nervous. You're going to be confident. Same thing with like a presentation in the business world. If you, if you've worked your tail off to, to and rehearsed, you're going to be a lot more confident. Same thing. Like you just said in, in the lacrosse world, if you've worked your butt off, you've done the drills, you've eaten healthy, you've t- taken care of your body, you're going to have so much more confidence when, when, uh, when that whistle blows. Exactly. Yeah. What about um, 
favorite goalie drills to do? Do you have like a top three or I don't know, maybe top five dr- drills that you'd like to do to, to improve your game? Yeah. Um, I don't know if I have three, uh, specific, like I got a thousand drills that I like to do, but mm-hmm. I like to focus on, uh, three elements, obviously saving the ball, clearing the ball and, uh, field awareness, like, um, your positioning, where you should be outletting the ball, knowing the offense's formation, stuff like that. But um, a lot of times what I see is kids get caught up in these goalie drills and they're so focused on the saving aspect that they're not working on their stick skills. Um, I preach to my my kids that I train that our stick skills need to be just as good as any offensive guy on the field because we're the ones that are initiating a clear. We're the ones uh, you know, most of the time that are going to be starting a clear. And if we can't hold ourselves to the same standard as an offensive guy, then, you know, we're doing something wrong. So I'll just say focusing on those three aspects. But um, a couple of simple drills that I like to do is one's called footy. Um, if you look it up, John Galloway, um, it's something that he taught me. You roll the, you don't need a stick. All you need is a ball and a partner. You're in the net and he's rolling the ball towards the pipes. And all you're doing is stepping, watching the ball hit your foot, bringing your back foot with you. He can alternate side to side, or he can mix it up as he pleases. We call that footy. Um, another drill I like to do, a simple one, is that if my goalie is a five-step arc guy, I'll say this is spot one, this is two, three, four, and five. And I'll just say a number, and I'll make him get to those spots. So yep. muscle memory, knowing in his head, you know exactly where to be. So he has to use his brain as well as his, as his feet and utilize them at the same time a lot like you do in a lacrosse game. And I would say the third drill that you can do for cleaning is take two nuts, um, put them about three yards apart, so one nut in front of the other, and you try to throw it over the first nut and land it into the second nut. It works on touch. And I always tell the kids, you can do that on the run, on the move. You can do it stationary. I like to start at about 10 yards, drop 20 of them inside there, back up, then go on the run, stuff like that. And it works on touch, um, accuracy. And a lot of times as you get older, a nut is six foot high. and You're generally going to be playing with, you know, people that are around that height. So it's a good, it's a good measure to, for as you get older. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of good points in there. I want to unpack a little bit. So the one, the stick skills, you know, obviously so important. It, it, you know, as a goalie, <clears throat> you uh, if you give up the ball, you know, if you get you get takeaway, I mean, that's pretty much a goal. So we've got to have, like you said, the best stick skills on the field, and it translates into saves as well. And then I also like the outlets. Uh, you know, we really are uh, the leader of the clear and need to be like an NFL quarterback where you can make all these different throws. And whether that be like a nice lob touch pass to, you know, a streaking midi or a bullet pass, uh, you got to be, you got to be able to make all the throws. That's exactly correct. And you don't have um, a lot of time to think about it, especially as you get older. So after I make a save, there could be a one second window that one of my midis is breaking and he's open. Mm-hmm. And if I don't have confidence in my stick skills, then I'll never be able to complete that pass. And now I'm moving on. So um, that's one thing, especially at Albany, that we we are running gun. And without being able to get the ball out of my sticks to the guys that are the workhorses between the line, 
that equation wouldn't happen. So it's important that our stiff skills are just as good as everyone else's. Totally, totally. With all the experience you have now, Blaze, what what uh, what goalie advice would you give your your younger self, or what advice in general? Um, uh, I would honestly say that um, I wish that I was a student of the game a little more, as uh, and even um, I'd say I wish I was a student of the game a little more. I talked to someone like John Galloway, who I played with the Rochester and Dallas Rattlers with the last three years and um, the amount that I've learned from him, um, how to carry yourself as a professional, how to go about the position and obviously the, all the accomplishments that he's accomplished um, all lead down to just being a student of the game and always learning. And I wish that as a young kid, um, I took that more and got my positioning down and sharpened up things around the edge but um, that's about all. Uh, I loved yeah. every. I've loved every second of playing a goalie. I have fun doing it all the time. Um, so I'm happy that I took an approach that allowed me to have fun doing it because uh, I'm a firm believer that that's what's most important. It is. It is. Yeah. And it's interesting when goalies are having the the most fun is is when you play the best. You know, because you're loose and you're not tense and and you're enjoying the game. So that's good. Really good advice right there. Um, the next question. So, you know, you just talked about being a backup to, to, to John Galloway. How do you handle that situation, you know, while continuing, continuing to improve while not getting the starts? Yeah. And, um, if he heard you say that I was his backup, he would be giving you a hard time. I always, whenever I've introduced myself at camps, I was with him. I'd say I was his backup, but he said that we're a duo. Um, he nice. wouldn't use the word backup. He said we would be a duo, and that's a great question. Um, it's honestly the first time in my entire life that I've ever been a backup. Um, I've started, you know, from growing up all the way through college. I started four years at Albany, and um, it's a role that I that I that I embraced. I wasn't comfortable with it. I've always wanted to be the one on the field, but I knew that the only thing that the most important thing that was that I was a good teammate and that I was ready for my chance. Um, I find it very, I find it a lot more challenging to going into a game as a backup as I did as a starter. Um, Hmm. And you would ask why. And I would say, because as a starter, you know, that you're going into, you know, that you're going into the game. So you have time to mentally prepare. You have time, you know, leading up to the game as a backup, knowing that you're not going to initially start the game you have to maintain that, that passion and that, and that thought that at any time you're going to have to go in this game and you're going to have to, you know, not just hold your own. You're not a backup. Your team expects you to win. Your team expects you to step in there and play just as good as the guy starting. He expects you to help the team earn wins. So um, the mindset of a backup goalie is a lot more challenging than one of a starter at times. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great answer. How about, um, a time in your career where you went through a slump? Can you think of any of those? And, and, you know, if so, how did you get out of that? Yeah. Um, if I look back at every slump that I went through, I don't think I'd have any confidence left. Um, (laughs) We shouldn't talk about this, huh? It was, I, I would say that my first slump, my, my first real reality check was my first, uh, 
my first practice at the University of Albany. Um, I went from in high school, our defense averaged about probably three to four goals against average to now I have Lyle Thompson, Miles Thompson, and Ty Thompson shooting on me in practice. And I'm a yeah. freshman that has all the confidence in the world that was soon uh, a reality hit, hit me right in the face that first week. And I remember calling my dad and telling him, I'm not good enough to play D1. Like, why did I ever think that I was good enough? Like, everything that I ever learned, played, did, doesn't mean anything. I can't see, I can't stop these guys and all that stuff. And I just remember um, after my first game in the Carrier Dome, we played Syracuse. We beat them for the first ever, we beat them for the first time ever in double overtime. And someone asked me in the press conference what it was like to play with the the Thompsons, I said, it's a lot better today than it is any other day of the week when I have to practice against them. So <laughs> I think that would have been, I think that's one that definitely sticks with me to this day. That's awesome. Great story. How about pregame rituals? Are you big, are you big pregame ritual guy? Uh, yes. Uh, in a, in a way. And, um, one thing I like to do is that I always like to, stay upbeat I don't really sit in my locker and think and do anything like that come game day I'm the guy playing the air guitar I'm the one jumping around I'm the one hollering. Um, I have a little thing where I take a shower before every game and um, you can ask all my teammates they still don't understand why I do it but I get crazy eyes um, before games about an hour or two leading up my eyes are constantly moving up down side to side a lot like uh i don't know if you're familiar with gritty the mascot from the philadelphia flyers the new uh, mascot for him but if you don't look him up and that's what my eyes kind of look like before the games that's interesting i'm not i'll have to i'll have to check that out are you is that something you're purposely doing or that's just kind of to, to get your eyes ready or is or is that just you know your the, the yeah it's yeah, it's just to get my eyes ready. A lot of uh, goalies actually do it, but just look around in all directions. I'll put a lacrosse ball in front of my face, move it side to side, diagonal, up and down, all over, and I just get my eyes used to moving all around because I need to use I, I need to use every every uh, every attribute that I got being a goalie. So being able to see out all corners of my eyes is something I believe will it helps me in the position. Sure, absolutely. I want to talk about the mental game a little bit. You know, obviously everything that we do in goal uh, for goalies, you got to be mentally tough. So I'm curious, what are some things that you do to remain mentally tough? Um, It's something that takes a lot of practice and really no one can sit there and tell you how to feel when you're in the net because you're the only one inside that crease. And um, when I came to that realization, um, when I watched, you know, when I watch the best goalies in the entire world, Brian Doherty, all these guys that have gone, Quint Kusnick, all these guys that have gone through the position and are now retired. If you look back, there's not one guy that hasn't had a bad game or hasn't had three bad, you know, it's something that is, is bound to happen. There's yet to be one goalie in the entire world that's never had a bad game. And until we find one of those guys, then I, I'm a firm believer in staying up on the positives and, you know, flushing the negatives. 
Yeah, that's great. Yeah, even a, even every goalie goes through like a bad stretch of a game, you know, where I don't know the game starts and you let in the first five shots, and you know at that point it's really about how you react because there's two ways to go. You could get down on yourself and start playing worse, or you know you could forget about it and understand that, like you said, it happens to every single goalie. And you know, let's work to keep the keep the defensive keep the defense positive and get get back on track. Yeah, that's exactly correct. And there's never the thing about lacrosse and being a goalie is that there you can never sit in the net and go, you can tell yourself, oh, I should have done this or I should have done that. But the reality is every time someone winds up to shoot a lacrosse ball at you, it's never going to be the same as something you've ever seen. It's going to be a little different in some way, whether it's his release, his location, the angle in which he shoots, the people running in front of you. Yeah. You've never seen really the same lacrosse shot, the exact same lacrosse shot twice in your entire life. Whether I know you say, oh, he's running down the alley and shoots high to low. Something's different every time someone shoots the ball. So there's not, there's not a right or a wrong way to, you know, do anything. There's not a right or wrong way to save a ball. It's just your job to save it. So it's nothing that you can say, oh, I should have done this on this play. You know, like yeah, you, he, you got beat and it, that's the reality of it. And you got to move on and tell yourself, okay, well, I'm not going to get beat. if I'm not going to let him shoot there. The same, I'm not going to let him shoot that same shot and get it past me. That's, that's my mindset. Yeah. That's so interesting about never seeing the same shot twice. It's something I've never thought about, uh, but really you're right with all the different launch angles and background, different fields and, and, how, you, how your defense is playing the guy where's yeah. where people are running in front of you there's a whole diff, different you know if they have hook in their stick if they they're the way they look the way their body leans yeah. there's a thousand different things that go into a shot being taken on a goalie and if you are sitting there trying to think about that throughout the game the game's going to pass you and you're not going to be in it so yeah that's that's where that comes from to a certain extent, though, when you play with like the top guys in the PLL and the pros, there's got they shoot so hard that you got to kind of read their body language a little bit to understand where the shot's going. Is there, is there some of that going on? Yeah, and you got to play the percentages. Um, yeah. That's one thing that that you preach as you get older. Play the percentages. Um, you know, no tendencies. There's guys that have certain tendencies. There's but you're right. The the velocity of the ball is unmatched. It doesn't matter. If they, it's not something where they have to put it in the in the in the exact corner to to get scored on in these leagues. When you shoot the ball 105, 110 miles per hour, sometimes one that they're saying, "Oh, you should have saved," it's just coming too fast, you know. Yeah. So if you don't anticipate, react, and trust your uh, instincts, it's you're going to be fighting uphill all game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, goalies need to be, you know, the leader of the team. I mean, the best teams I've ever played for and seen, the goalie was, you know, was a leader. When you joined Albany as a freshman, when you go to join your new PLL team, how do you go about being a leader of that new squad? Um, it, it comes from being the best teammate that you can possibly be. Uh, sacrificing the me for the we, the betterment of the team. Um, and it's just like in military, it's just in life. If you see someone in front of you, that's, 
you know, doing anything. He's willing to do anything for you, the guy next to him and the team. That's kind of how you gain that trust and that, uh, that team camaraderie that kind of makes you a leader on the team when you're doing everything the right way. And that it's not something that you walk into a locker room and you're a 200 goal scorer and they're like, Oh, this guy's a leader. It's something that goes beyond the, the scoring and the, you, the accolades and stuff like that. It's about being a good person, leading by example and being the best teammate that you can possibly be. Yeah, that's great. And and you don't need, you know, authority to do that. You don't need authority. If you're just a freshman, you don't need to be a senior to be a great teammate. I mean, that that has nothing to do with age or your experience level. Nope. And it's uh, something that obviously you have to kind of feel out and every locker room's different. If you, for example, I'm playing for the uh, Philadelphia Wings right now which is a new franchise so it's all new faces there's not one guy that was on the team last year so um in that aspect then yes it doesn't matter if you're a first year third year eighth year guy everyone's gonna have a say but at the same time you have to respect the guys that have gone through it and the guys that know what it takes because it's just like your parents say that you know they have the knowledge, they have the wisdom because they've been through it more. So a guy that's been through this program four times and has seen what it takes to be successful has the say, and you have to follow that say and emphasize it. You have to be the exclamation mark that keeps pushing, preaching, following by example, what that guy says. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter the tag that you have. If you're a freshman, if you're a starter, that doesn't matter. If you're doing the right things, then it shouldn't matter. Great point. Yeah, absolutely. Great point. When you're, when you're working with youth lacrosse goalies, what, what are some common mistakes you see them making? Um, I, I see them a lot of times uh, getting down on themselves a lot because they let in a few goals. Um, I, I sometimes think that people are so one, one common error, one common thing that I always see is that I'll, I'll, I'd advise I'll advise a kid to do something I never tell them what they have to do because everyone's different in the way that they play but I advise them to do something and they'll say well my coach told me to do this my coach told me to do that and I think that that comes a lot from the coaches themselves but as a kid when your coach tells you to do something a guy that you're around you know maybe three times a week and you're only around me once that you're going to listen to so I think it's important for kids to realize that you know, not everything that one coach tells you is going to be the exact way that it's going to work for you. You have to kind of have an open mind and be ready to learn all different things and try different things because until you're on the biggest stage, which is, you could say, you know, the college level and then going to the pros, you need to continue to try to evolve your game and try new things and see what works best for you. And you'll start coming into yourself. And that's when you see, yourself becoming, you know, that star player that you always, that you pictured in your head. Yeah. Great point. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's fundamentals with, with this position that, you know, you need to be in an athletic position. You need to be on the right spot on the arc, but within that there's so much variance. Like you said earlier, you know, you stand up a little bit more upright, but I'm sure still in an athletic position, some people like to get down more in in a bent knee, some people like their hands a little bit higher. So many variants, and, but you got to find what works for you. And if a new coach comes in and says, this is the way it's played, 
and and forces you, I I, I think that's incorrect. Uh, but like, like you yep. said, if it makes that suggestion, um, you know, try it out and see how it works. Yeah. So that's just being more open-minded and knowing that there's no right or wrong way. But um, the kids that I work with, I just preach the importance. I always ask them if they're having fun. I always ask them because um, sometimes you'll find that a goalie's in there for the wrong reasons, whether his parents want him to play it, whether his coach wasn't the best kid on his team, so their coach put him in there. If you're not having fun doing something, you're never going to have the will to learn. I can sit there for an hour and tell you all this stuff to do and give you a, every tip you need to be a, an all-star goalie. But if you don't truly care about it and, and enjoy doing it, that one hour is not going to mean much to you outside of the, the training session. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, Blaze, this has been great. Just a couple more, uh, couple more questions. What, what's your current stick setup these days? Uh, I'm using the um, Eclipse two with a string king shaft in the grizzly mesh nice very nice and then uh one last piece of advice uh for all those youth goalies listening out there what what would you tell them um i always say i always tell my kids to um keep your stick keep your stick high but your uh your head your head higher um, meaning to always keep your stick up. Um, that's a, an important part of being goalie, but also keeping your head, your actual head up higher and always keeping your chin up because um, it's a long road. Uh, there's going to be a lot of ups. There's going to be a lot of downs, but the memories, the lessons, the thrills that I've gained from being a, a, a lacrosse goalie uh, go, you know, I'll overcome any of those adversities that I've ever faced. So keep your stick high and your head higher. I love it. Love it. Blaze, if people want to learn a little more about you, uh, where should they go? Uh, come on. You can uh, follow me on Instagram. It's uh, and I'm actually um, unveiling my website. I have a website coming soon um, that will be linked to my Instagram, but just follow me on social media. Um, I'm all over YouTube with instructional videos and stuff, but it's Blaze Reardon and you should be able to find me and Feel free to contact me through DMs, all that. I would love to answer all the questions. Awesome. Well, I'll link up to that when the show comes out. Blaze, thank you so much. Yeah, I appreciate your time. So there you have it. Hope you enjoyed that conversation with newest member of the PLL. That's Blaze Reardon, also a member of the NLL. The dude is a freak athlete and a great goalie. Keep your stick high and your head higher. I love that quote. That does it for this week. The lacrosse season, if it hasn't started for you, it will be starting soon. So get out there. Get some work in. I'm Coach Damon Wilson. You've been listening to the Lax Goalie Rat Podcast with your host, Coach Damon Wilson.